Welcome to the Evolve Podcast, where I explore my tips and tools to help you truly evolve. My name's Jodie Michelle Perry, and it's an absolute pleasure to be your host today. So welcome to the beautiful Kimberly Mason. I'm so excited to have you here, and I'm just, I've got goosebumps. I'm just going to just feel into that love. So much love for you. Oh, getting all teary. I'm excited to be here. I'm just going to let that flow, but uh, you just inspire me daily. Um, in the mother that you are, in the um, in the leader that you are, as a teacher, as a Christian, um, I love your message. I love you know. And when I saw your page, um, being a lifelong learner, I just loved it. Am I said that correctly? Yeah, you've said it all right. Yep. Um, and every single time, without a doubt, when I take a moment to look at your page or your stories or your posts, I just feel you have so much value to offer women like myself um, and I aspire to be like you in so many ways and, and helping so many other women navigate, like, how do I be the best mum I can be in this world? How do I be a modern Christian woman with all this other stuff around me? Um, how do I take care of myself without, you know, without feeling all these boundaries and stigmas? I feel like there's a, a lot of women I work with have so much pressure. Um, and what you offer is just so powerful, so practical. And when I see you go live, you go, I just had this idea. Or like, I remember the one you had with kids and playing and yeah. storytelling. And I can just see your expertise and knowledge as a teacher and love as a mum come through and I was like that is so magical like I would love to have you on my show so I can raise your profile and then also you know we can serve both of our communities with your message yeah so thank you so much for saying yes and being in my world I am truly grateful no I love being in your world as well you do so much to empower other women which I just love yeah thank you yeah yeah so I would love to hear from you for the listeners that haven't met you before and it's also good for your followers to, to really understand your story, to tell a little bit little bit about um, where you are and how you came to share your, your life so publicly um, and, and what, you're, you're, what you're doing, what you're, what you're aspiring to do. Yeah, no, definitely, I'd love to. So um, obviously I've been on Instagram for a couple of years, not a couple of years, I'd probably say four, I don't know, maybe about seven years. And then probably the last couple of years, I thought, no, I want to change it around. And really the reason why I wanted to change it around was because my eldest has just become a teenager. So obviously as a teacher and a mum, I was aware of how much social media is a part of a teenager's um, social identity. Um, so I really wanted to get my head around um, Instagram and other social media outlets so that I had a better understanding to help my daughter and my kids as they come up so um, I sort of looked at what I was doing with my page and decided to change it to one where um, I was hoping I could encourage based on being a mum and being a teacher and a lot of my things is not just based on my um, academic knowledge but from my um, experience from teaching um, in different schools and with my own kids. Um, and with my kids too, they're all very different in the way they learn. 
And I think sometimes we can get caught up in the academic jargon and not get enough practicalness. And I do feel like experience speaks volumes more than um, the amount of, you know, academic knowledge you can read or, you know, I love reading and that's still important, but you do need to also experience it. So that's how I sort of came up with the idea of changing it. Um, obviously, as an educator, I'm a really passionate about learning. I still feel like I'm constantly learning. I feel like my life's a learning journey. Um, that's sort of a philosophy I try to instill in my children and my students. Um, one of the things, I teach you 12, so one of my students, I often tell my students that you might have dreams now, but those dreams might change or they might alter, and that's okay. You don't have to have just one big dream. You can have a number and your dreams can keep changing and um, that's one of the blessings that we have. Um, and like you said, I am a Christian, so I do feel like um, that in order to have an understanding of who you are and knowing where you're going and really understanding how to have that um, calm among the chaos, you do need to have a purpose. So if you don't know where your purpose is coming from, so if you don't have your answer to your what, it's very hard to know your why and your how. So obviously as a Christian for me, um, yeah, having an understanding of where I've come from and where I'm going um, really helps me keep that sort of calm and chaos. I mean, still obviously I have those times where everything is chaotic and you're not having much calm, but yeah. you can come back to it and go, oh, hold on a second. No, I don't need to worry about that. I can let that go. That's not important. Um, and definitely as a teacher in the classroom, you do have to do a lot of that. Um, mm -hmm in terms of managing that environment because it can become chaotic a lot of the time. So, so yeah, that, I think I've sort of summarised it. So um, I have created a website on my page too, um, which there will be a new way I'm going with that to help and support um, mums and dads. That's um, more a little bit with my Christian journey, but that's also got to help with literacy. Um, I'm finding that literacy is really low um, in our country. Uh, I don't think people realise how low it is. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, due to our increase on being on technology or I think it's going to be a bit of a controversial thing for me to say, but I think as generally as Australians, I don't think we, we value education in the way that some other countries do. And that's not a bad thing. I think we have a lot of great traits in terms of um being relaxed and we have good work ethic and all those things but I think uh, when it comes to education it's not usually on the top of our um, to-do list and I think if you want to encourage your kids to read they need to see you reading is one of the big things that I, I can probably share yeah like it's important to read to your kids but if they see you enjoying reading that sort of instills that lifelong learning that they'll want to just do it on their own um initiative and incentive and that sort of intrinsic motivation so mm. yeah so that's sort of where I'm going so I feel like the page is evolving um I definitely want to say it's not a business so it's not like I'm selling anything or anything like that it is really just there um to inspire and share my practical tips through life so yeah well thank you I really do value them so I'm looking forward to the website when it comes and checking that out yeah tip about reading because um like to be honest with you my children don't see me reading because I read in my quiet time yeah so they see me sometimes in prayer in the morning if they get up early and I'm in kind of my time and they'll come and sit with me and I go oh would you like me to read you a story and I'll read them something from the bible so they see that yeah put them to bed that's when I get to do my reading yeah 
Um, and often when I have available time, it's with them, playing yes. whatever. So that's a really good tip. Yeah, but that's important too. I think it's probably more too, I mean, we definitely in my house is even like this now that I've moved, we're very minimalistic. So if books aren't seen, if they can't see the books, it is very hard for that to be drawn. So like even for like um, infants or toddlers, I often say to them, take them to the library once a week. It's mm -hmm. free. Obviously, it's been a bit hard in lockdown that we haven't been able to do those things. But by taking them to a library even and just letting them flip through books, that sort of gives them that encouragement of like, oh, I do like this book and I like the feel of it. Um, and even my youngest, who isn't really a strong reader, loves going to the bookshop and buying the book. Yes. <laughs> so, and it's just giving that encouragement again and that like, oh, I do like learning and I do like flipping through and looking at words. So, yeah. Yeah, they do love going to the library, my kids. Yeah. And it's like um, they have a sense of ownership. It's like purchasing, like when they give the money over the cash, right. they give their card over and they get the book and, yeah. and the that's responsibility it. to care for it and take it back on time. And yeah. yeah, and that's a beautiful practice. That's a great tip. Yeah. Thank you. That's all right. I just wanted to share with you what's coming up for my clients because I feel you do this really well and maybe get your top three tips and, and what they're struggling with in their busy life. And as a lot of them are trying to homeschool and do their job and do them and do that well is about how do they increase their presence with their children? Yeah, that's so, a really good question. Yeah, their kids uh, are coming in, but she's, they're feeling like, oh, come on, because I've got this to do and that to do. And I've given them uh, my tips, but I'd love yours. Yeah, um, I think the big thing with online learning, obviously, um, we're just we're just almost out of it now in New South Wales, um, and it has been tricky, especially for people living in Sydney, because they've been pretty much in lockdown the whole of term three. Um, the big thing that I sort of tried to share earlier on in my page, um, and it's definitely hard with your younger children. I think if you've got teenage children, you're dealing with other issues there, not them completing tasks, but. I'll go into that in a second. But if you've got younger children, um, a lot of them do need that direct teaching. So they need you to be there and take them through each step. And if you're working, you just physically cannot do that. Um, and if you don't want them to um, and you don't want to burn out and you don't want them to burn out and you don't want this sort of friction to evolve, um, what I sort of was trying to tell uh, people on my page was that um, just pick one or two things to do. Like, don't feel like the whole, you know, seven or eight tasks that the teacher has set that the child needs to do it. The teacher's expectations wouldn't be for the child to do it. It's more so that it's there if they want to do it. So I would definitely say a plan in place where you can cut down the amount. Um, and I think some schools were doing that. Uh, some schools would say if you were doing, if they were doing um, something on ants or learning about ants and their journey, you know, you might, if your child was really fascinated with that, then just spend the rest of the week going outside looking at ants and, you know, following their journey. So it's sort of trying to adapt it to fit what your child's interested in um, and then just narrowing it down. If they're playing outside and you're able to get a couple of hours of work done and they haven't done any of those maths tasks, that's okay. You know, get them to help you in the kitchen and they can maybe count the ingredients that you're putting into whatever you're cooking. So I think it's more like looking at practical ways um, and I think like, like say, if it's not going to stress you out too much, helping them cook dinner, that's got enough in it that's pretty much covered their quota for learning that day. So even if they haven't done all the tasks, 
you know, if they've helped you read the ingredients and had to measure things, that's maths and science and English all in one activity. So for me, for the younger one, he never, ever um, completed all the tasks that were set on his thing. He'd only do one or two. Um, that didn't stress me out. I can understand for some parents that might. But especially if you're looking at those ages between K to year two, they've got a long time to achieve those outcomes. So I say take a breath, you know, and then the second tip is just reduce the amount that you're doing. Um, and and the third tip would be set something that you can do with your kids together that will bring you enjoyment. So whether that is going outside for a walk or playing the park or playing a board game together, anything like that, because I think one of the benefits of lockdown have been about building those connections again and reconnecting in a way that we couldn't do before. So um, for me it was a let, letting go of a lot of the, you know, schedules that you usually have in place because you didn't have to. There was no co-curricular activities or anything like that. Yeah, so that's probably my those are the three tips there. Yeah, well, that they're all amazing. I'm like, I didn't think, yeah, I do cook with my kids, but it is all of that, isn't it? And, and yeah. even ones, can you get me two eggs? Let's count one, two, instead of having to read it. And yeah, where would I find this? And which one's a quarter and which one's a half? And just asking them those questions. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah, we need to learn to be easier on ourselves. I think, I think, like you were saying before, I think as we, um, especially now more than ever, we feel like we need to, you know, have the career, be the great mum, you know, have the right house, all those sort of things and the extra pressures. And, you know, it's great that we have the ability to be able to do all those things, but we also need to know, okay, we don't have to do it all at once or all right now or, or peel back on the things that you don't really want to do. Um, and it can be tricky to find that balance, I think. Yeah, so true. And I, like I do a lot of work with women saying, we're just divinely perfect now as we are. It's not when we lose the five kilos or when we get that job or the money that that money's in the bank account or when this kid gets into this school. It's like right now in this moment we are as we are. That's right. And it's just each day better. Like what is just the next step? Yeah. And you're being okay with that, like within our hearts and the full acceptance and letting go of that expectation. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. No, I totally agree with you. No, that's yeah, it's, it's such an important um, point that we need to um, make sure that we encourage each other with because I think we do sometimes feel like we need the next thing and the next thing and not just enjoy what we've got right in front of us. Yeah. And yeah. I think um, in, in the tapping into each other and rising each other up too, so I can't do everything, but if I have a client that wants to ask me things that I think are relevant with you and I'm, then I can connect them with you. Yeah. She's doing that and I need, now I need to do what she's doing. It's like, actually, let's just all support each other. Like, what else can we do? How can we, like, help everyone on the planet? Yeah, yeah I know. I love it. And I think I, and that's what I really love about um, your page and everything you're doing. I feel like you do really empower um, um, women especially just to be who they want to be and that we're all different and that's okay and we can all support each other in our different paths um, which is what we need more of I think especially in times like this. I agree we're all evolving we all want it like an ideal life looks different to all of us and we should just celebrate that and if you've got some ways you can help another woman I've just got goosebumps well let's share that and let's share yeah. that you know yeah the time it comes back tenfold yeah really it does 
No, it does. I definitely think that. I think the more you give out, the more you feel like you're receiving. Yeah, there is something about generosity and giving or encouraging that you feel also like your cup's filling up. I feel like it's the same with kindness too. Yeah, I feel it has the same thing. So true. Well, I cannot wait to see you physically in person and hug you and there'll be lots of tears and joy yeah. with, with my family and yours and my husband and yours. Yes. And my son, that's your godson. Like, I know. Amazing. So thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for your wisdom. Um, we will put all of your links in the show notes so um, people can continue to follow you and your community will grow and, um, yeah, we can keep doing this beautiful stuff together. And thank you just for personally inspiring me. I do oh. whenever I see your work. I just connect with it straight away. And then on days when I feel like maybe I don't have it, I'm like, I'm just going to take your courage or your wisdom or your devotional is exactly when I need to see it. Oh, good. So yeah. really grateful. So keep on doing that because yeah. I, like, I love it. Yeah. I the other humans do too. Yeah. Oh, thanks. And I really appreciate everything you do as well, Jodie. It's been a pleasure to be on here with you and having a chat. Oh, it's been awesome. So thank you. I'm yeah. going to hit the recording. Otherwise, people will just be getting us loving on each other. But I'll, yeah. like, well, there'd be more of that too in the world. Today. <laughs> um, so take care. God bless everyone, whether you're watching us on the YouTube channel or you're tuning in on your favourite podcast. Thank you so much for being with us and um, see you next time. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening into my podcast. It's been an absolute privilege to serve you. And if you've really enjoyed the content, I would love to gift you a ticket to my next half day workshop. So please feel free just to DM me or PM me and I look forward to sending you your free ticket. Take care and God bless.